0: greenie with mike greenberg the podcast there are so many teams with high expectations this year and expected to make major jumps off of last year and there are really cases where i just don't feel it's justified in the least it's chris carlin in fort greenie presented by progressive insurance the hashtag crew is here hembo is here nuno is here eight say espn In just moments, we're going to give you a chance to voice who you want to know if they're going to be better or worse with your teams. And we're going to run through a few of them as we approach the start of the football season here just a couple of weeks away. Now, we were trying to come up with a name for this, but we really weren't having a whole lot of success. Like, what should the name of this particular segment be? be called so let's throw a couple out there i mean like what when you're throwing out the name of a team and i'm gonna tell you who's gonna be there if they're gonna be better or worse than they were last year like we all try behind the curtain for a second we always try to come up with these cute little names and these cute little games and we try to mix it up and like oh we're feeding you a different way of getting you content i got one yeah
1: floor it or pump the brakes (laughs) <laughs> yeah, we're gonna we're gonna keep going on that. One. I just sold I just sold out for that for that payoff
0: right there. Oh my god! Oh my god! So the other day, Evan Wilner, who was the producer of Canty and Garland, says I got an idea for a segment. Is it called Big Deal or Not a Big Deal? <laughs> <laughs> I believe stolen from KJM also. Uh, which was also <laughs> hot news or not news. You know? uh, so, listen, I love the idea. I love mixing it up. I love taking swings. But, you know, we, we try sometimes to do something a little different. And Nuno, I mean, you know, listen, we're struggling with this one a little bit. And none of us are, are
1: all that smart. No,
0: or- not the brightest bulb on the tree. So, all right, <laughs> let's see. That's not the question. So,
2: uh, we went through this. So, I went through the system trying to find if we find a little. Cuts, little bumps, something that can help us because it's kind of like a tell me, right? Like, right. so is it, you know, tell me why I'm wrong. Tell me why I'm right. Like, so I put some on the board. Let's go with the first one. Can we make this the name of this feature?
0: Okay. What is that? Let's see. You can tell me a damn thing. Fine, Bob. <laughs> <laughs> uh, i mean i like
2: it but like it's it's not a, the paul fine mom show so right. I, I, I don't know if that works
0: probably probably not
3: so you're telling me there's a chance <laughs>
0: <laughs> uh, a little dumb and dumber which is never a bad thing to mix in but that uh, probably not quite right for this right correct okay or maybe, i think the third one might be the right one. Hmm. Tell me why- <laughs> oh god <laughs> we're going with backstreet boys the backstreet boys are in sync that tell is, me why. That's, that's Backstreet, Backstreet Boys. Boys. That is
1: Backstreet Boys. Mm-hmm. Almost killed a Backstreet Boys. It's an Boy anthem, once, of, by the way. Tell me that story.
0: Uh, just briefly. Um, I was working a parabolic mic on the sideline at Super Bowl Thirty Four, Giants Ravens. And uh, I was reaching down to pick up the parabolic mic, and they were doing halftime with Britney Spears and like two or three other guys' uh, bands, and I picked up the mic, and I swung it around, and this <laughs> bodyguard grabbed my arm and stopped it. I almost clocked the guy who's got the long stringy hair right in the head with a, clair- with a parabolic mic. <laughs> like, no joke, he would have been... What's the... I forget the He would have gone down. There's no, I, I feel like maybe it was AJ. Is that a guy? I feel like that was...
1: I don't know. He had long AJ stringy McQueen. hair. AJ McLean,
0: and, and, and does he have long stringy hair and no, kind of like a
1: cheesy mustache? Let me see. If this is—I'm I'm, going to show you a picture of this person right now.
0: Well, then that that, maybe I don't know. This, this is, is 20 years ago, but I was handling the parabolic mics on the sideline for the radio broadcast, and that that almost happened. Anyway, no, no. How about a little? Tell me why. All right, let's, all right. So let's we do ju- it. We
2: just talked about them. The yeah. Dallas Cowboys—they were 12 and five last year, and and obviously lost in the NFC Wild Card game to the San Francisco 49ers. Tell me why they will be better this year.
0: I can't. I think they're going to be worse this year. We just detailed everything that happened in the offseason. They traded away Amari Cooper. Or they drafted a receiver. That's great. But they also cut Lael Collins. They just lost Tyron Smith. Um, I think when you're looking at the Cowboys, you're trying to be optimistic by looking at the division that they play in. And say, well, against the Giants and the Commanders, shouldn't that be four wins right there? Is it? If you have the Giants, Commanders, and the Eagles, I think that's probably four wins in those six games. You're going four and two there. But are the Cowboys going to be better than 12 and five? I mean, they open up. With Tampa and Cincinnati, Mm. right away, I I think you're hoping to do a little bit more damage when you get inside the division, and you've got a couple of softer games. You do get Houston this year. I, I don't see it. I think the Cowboys are probably looking
1: more like 10. So the Cowboys have played 15 games outside the division in which Mike McCarthy has coached and Dak Prescott has quarterbacked. How many of those 15 games do you think they have won? Seven. They're six and nine in those games. Wow. Look, they could go five and one in their division and still hit the under. Do you think the Cowboys will win better than 12 games? No, absolutely not. It's yeah, an I, average team that has a star on their
0: Their over-under on Caesars Sportsbook is ten and a half. I would probably have them right around ten. I think it's going to be very close for them later in the year. Okay, next. Tell me
2: why go. Alright, everyone's uh, favorite quarterback, uh, sarcastically saying is uh, Aaron Rodgers uh, within the Packers, they were 13-4 and four and lost in the divisional round to the 49ers tell me why they, they also got rid of Devontae Adams, tell me why they will be
0: better this year. I don't think they'll be better, I don't think they'll be markedly worse, because Aaron Rodgers will make those receivers better. I don't see a scenario where they're not still an offensive juggernaut and scoring points, and even though they don't have a premier guy uh, one of those whether it's Christian Watson or Dubes or one of those guys will step up and and play a big role for them to go with what they already have in place so I, I think they'll win 12 or 13 games and be just as good I just have zero faith that they will deliver in a big spot so if we're talking about being better in the postseason No. I I think all the way around, the Packers are exactly the same. They won't go to the Super Bowl.
1: They won't be better. Does that make sense? It makes sense, but I'm going to push back one place. All right. The Packers' defense is going to be better. The Packers have drafted five defensive players in the first round since 2019. They have aggregated a lot of talent on that side of the ball. Jair Alexander might be the best cornerback in football. He's coming back. That could be a sneaky top-five defense, which would obviously inflate their roster and give them a better chance in the postseason.
0: I, it's funny. Like, a lot of times you just think of um, what your impression is of them, and I never think of the Packers as having a great, great defense.
1: They were better last year. That's one I need to see. The last time they won the Super Bowl, their defense ranked second. Their defense outperformed their offense in 2010. The time before that, they led the NFL in defense. That's going to have to be the pathway for the Packers to make a lot of progress, I think, in the playoffs. That was a long time ago.
0: Next!
2: (laughs) We started the show talking about this team. Uh, You're... Radio partner Chris Canty believes that their quarterback can not only possibly be in the NVP conversation, but lead them to a Super Bowl. They were 10-7 and seven last year. They made the NFC Championship game, and they, frankly, should have won that. Uh, the 49ers. The
0: 49ers. I can't sit here and tell you that they're markedly better. I, I mean, I think it, we're talking about the same... Kind of range. And the problem is that they play in a pretty tough division. Do we think that Seattle's going to be an atrocious football team? The quarterback situation is awful. It's absolutely awful. They will probably beat the Seahawks twice. Will they beat the Rams twice? No. Will they beat the Cardinals twice? I don't think so. I think they'll probably split with them, and then let's start talking about some of the out of division games. They go on the road to Denver. They get Kansas City at home. Uh, they get New Orleans. Uh, they get Tampa Bay. They get Miami. I mean, that's that's not easy. They go to Vegas. That's not an easy uh, out of out of division uh, you know stretch there of games. Not even stretch, but a collection of games. I think the 49ers are probably right around that same spot, primarily because I do believe they're handing the reins to Trey Lance a little too soon based on a lack of experience. A lot of people are pumping them up, as, as Nuno alluded to. was pumping them up. Trey Lance, uh, potential to uh, compete for the MVP. Same thing with uh, uh, Louis Riddick. Maybe.
1: I don't think it's this year, though. If, if Trey Lance did not exist, and they were entering this year with Jimmy G as their quarterback with the same people around him all the way around, how would, you, would you feel better or worse about this team? I'd feel a little bit better. Really? 11 or 12 games. So let me follow up by asking you this then. Yeah. Who knows more about quarterback play, you or Kyle Shanahan? Well, uh, clearly I do.
0: I mean, no, I mean, of course Kyle Shanahan does. And I, I, I know where they're coming from, but I think they're coming from that uh, idea with Lance based on two things. Number mm. one, they traded three first round picks to move up to get him. He better be the guy. And it doesn't, as much as we don't always believe. That moves are made based on public perception? Sometimes they are. Sometimes they are. And secondly, they saw an easy way to get out from under the Garoppolo money, which was $25 million, that is non-guaranteed, if he is cut by the 10th of September. And he's going to be, assuming he doesn't get traded. I absolutely believe that the 49ers are very much the same team at best. All right, a uh, team that uh, causes
2: causes me a lot of agita every Sunday, Monday, Thursday. Actually, every day of the week. Yeah. The New York Football Giants. Mm-hmm. They were four and thirteen last year. They have a new head coach, a new GM. To Kayvon Thibodeau. You hear the
0: excitement in his voice? <laughs> so really pumping it up. To uh,
2: <laughs> Kayvon Thibodeau and uh, Evan Neal in the top seven. Uh, tell me why they will be better than four and thirteen this year.
0: Uh, I think they will be a hair better than four and thirteen because of the coach. And because of some of that talent. I The Giants are going to end up having the best tackle duo in football by next season. Hmm. I absolutely know that's going to that's be the That's a case. big freaking deal. Evan Neal is a tremendous player. A tremendous player. And you will see that moving forward. I, I talked to people who were around him a lot in Alabama and worked with him, and they all felt the same way. That... He was somebody that was going to be a star tackle in the league. And then you've got Andrew Thomas, who is somebody that, you know, the Giants caught a lot of flack. As much as Gettleman was bad, they caught a lot of flack when they went that route. How's that looking right now? Like, the only guy that has been definitively better has been Tristan Wirfs. So, I would absolutely say the Giants are going to be in good shape. Long term, the whole thing is Daniel Jones, right? I would submit... That they will be a better football team in the short term when Tyrod Taylor is on the field than when Daniel Jones is. And I'm not saying that they're going to start him because they won't. But at some point he will because Daniel Jones will get hurt at the very least if he's not just starting late in the year. So I think the Giants are going to be a little bit better than 4 and 13, Nuno. Tell me- all
2: right, speaking of another 4-13 team, they also had two top 10 picks. They took Sauce Gardner. They took Garrett Wilson. Um, they did really good, well in the draft. Zach Wilson obviously is injured, and who knows if he'll play week one. The New York Jets. Uh,
0: the Jets are going to be better than 4-13, okay? Uh, it looks like week three for Zach Wilson from all accounts. I'm not going to be shocked if Flacco actually plays well in the first couple of games. He could be, like if Wilson was hurt longer, I could see that being a scenario where Flacco played well for three or four games and then tailed off because he's older. But the problem with the Jets is you're going to sweat this a little bit because the first half of the Jets' schedule is murderous. It is just absolutely awful. And I can actually say that the Jets will be better then 4-13, even if they won just one game in their first six? I mean, think about that for a second. But it's, it's definitely possible. I'm not going to run it down for you, but go look Ugh. at the first half of the jet Ugh. schedule. Yeah, right
1: now Hembo is looking at it, and that's not going to be easy. The first game they're favored is uh, Week 12 against Chicago. <laughs> <laughs>
0: that's a problem. Wow. But they have very winnable games in the second half of the year. Especially if Wilson is playing better. So, the Jets will win more than four games this year. Next!
2: And the team that, uh, that Humble just meant, the Chicago, uh, mentioned, the Chicago Bears, 6-11 last year. Obviously, a full year Justin in field. A new general manager, new head coach. Tell me why they will be better. I can't. They're
0: going to be worse. The Bears are just <sighs> Hapless. What have they done? I mean, they have actively made the team worse. Let's just call it what it is. They have—they're stripping it down, and I worry for Justin Fields. As we have detailed many times, I don't look at a particular area of the Chicago Bears right now and feel confident in it. I don't know how you can. They won six games last year. I, I love the wager, my friends. I love the wager. The Bears are ten to one right now, according to Caesar Sportsbook, to have the worst record in the league. I love that. I love those odds. I I love those odds in honor of Chris Canty today. I would marry those odds if I could. I'm gonna be. I'm all over that. No offense to Chicago because I love the Bears. Uh, I, I love Justin Fields. I should say I don't love anything else that's around it. It's gonna get worse before it gets better. So. The option is there for you. Ask the question. I'll tell you why they're going to be better or worse. Your team. 888-SAY-ESPN. eight 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 seven two nine three seven seven six. 729 Did we really just frame this all around the backstreet, boys? Apparently so. It's Carlin in for Greeny on ESPN Radio, presented by Progressive Insurance. Save on commercial auto insurance from Progressive. Get a fast quote at ProgressiveCommercial.com. That is next. Plus... On the way in 20 minutes, we check in with Jeff Saturday and get his take on what happened with Aaron Donald yesterday in the midst of that scrum in Cincinnati between the Rams and the Bengals. And we will give you the five win total locks of the century. Lockadini, lock it up. Get your pens out and get those wagers ready. It's coming. Carlin on ESPN Radio.
3: Must be 21 plus and present in present and select states. Gambling problem? Call 1 800 GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details.
1: Did we ever get to the bottom of the member of the Backstreet Boys that you nearly killed at the Super Bowl? He's alive. I didn't kill well, he's, him. He's, he, no, I said almost killed. Thanks to yeah. the, the, the heroic uh, effort of the security I, I, guard. Listen,
0: he it was 20 years ago. He had long stringy hair, and he had like a, a, he had the mustache and the little. Patch underneath where it was clear that like he couldn't even grow the connectors. You know what I mean? Like it like for a while I couldn't grow connectors with a beard and a mustache, and that's why I didn't have it up until about five or six years ago. How are you so close to the stage? I don't get it. Like how it was
2: on the field at the Super Bowl. No, but by the way, by the way, by the way, by the way, this is why I love Google. It wasn't a Backstreet Boy you almost killed. You almost killed an In Sync member.
0: Well, there you go. I mean, I couldn't tell you
2: because Backstreet Boys. I've just googled it to try to figure this out for Super Bowl thirty-four. Yeah, yeah, for the two thousand and one, right? Right. Yeah, Backstreet Boys passed on performing at this two thousand and one Super Bowl uh, halftime show. So it was Aerosmith, In and Britney Spears.
0: Yes, it was. I knew Britney was there, <laughs> uh, and In So it was whichever In Sync member had string, uh, stringy
1: hair who was that well not like justin timberlake no no it wasn't you would have timberlake. known if it were Justin. Timberlake.
0: i would have known if it was Justin timberlake <laughs> i absolutely would have known i would have known if it was lance bass probably because i knew who those guys were i wouldn't i would the rest of them i don't i i just called him a backstreet boy that should tell you what i know it's like the safety for the cowboys i didn't remember him either
1: same deal yes same deal
0: it may as well be honestly uh, well, I don't know. But listen, he's alive. That's all you have to worry about. It's not my fault. I, I was picking up the of he's alive. Thank God for the security guard. Let's hit some calls. It's Carlin <laughs> and for Greeny on ESPN Radio. Make sure you tune in to a National League battle Sunday. Cardinals hosting the Braves. Coverage of Sunday night baseball begins at 6 p.m. Eastern on ESPN Radio and the ESPN app and 7 o'clock on ESPN. So, here is your chance for me to tell you why, my friends. You're going to ask me, tell me why. And I'm going to tell you why your team is going to be better or worse. I'll hit it a third time, and it's still not coming up. But trust (laughs) me when I tell you, it's tell me why. Gabe is up first on ESPN Radio. Gabe, go. (laughs) Hey, how we doing? Good, how are you? Not too bad. Uh, Just a quick question Was the NSC member. Uh, Did he have black hair? He did have black hair, yes. Okay, okay. It was black, stringy hair um, with a mustache and a patch. I don't know. Yeah, yeah, I know. Okay. Okay. Um, Real question. Mm. Um, The Bengals. Uh, You've mentioned Lyle Collins a couple times Mm -hmm. on the show already. Alex Kappa, videos of him Mm -hmm. beating up Aaron Donald. What do you think? I think the Bengals are absolutely going to be better, and I think you're in the midst of building something special. I will absolutely that the Bengals are going to be better because of the offensive line. Think about with the season that Burrow had. And he was sacked 54 times. I mean, that's absolutely absurd that he took that kind of abuse and had the year that he did. And Jamar Chase is the best receiver in football right now. I know that there are other guys who are very much in that discussion, Justin Jefferson, whoever. Give me Jamar Chase over all of them because he can absolutely rip it apart uh, uh, for a team, can wreck a game in a minute for a team. The one question I have is, are the Bengals defensively going to be markedly better? I think they're going to be a little bit better And you have a motivated Jesse Bates this year. Obviously, he did sign
1: the franchise tender, but I I think he'll be motivated for a big contract. I mean, what Joe Burrow did last year with that line is remarkable. He might be the only quarterback in the world that could have led that team to the Super Bowl with that offensive line. Last year, he led the NFL in completion percentage and in yards per attempt with the 31st ranked offensive line in front of him. If they're just average, he could win the MVP of the league. Absolutely. Let's hit Mr. Black, who's in New Orleans, up next
0: on ESPN Radio. Mr. Black, go. I, hey, no, other am you think they're going to be better and worse than last year? I think they're going to be worse. And it's because of the quarterback. I don't, I don't trust Jameis Winston at all. I, Jameis Winston is going to be your guy long term. I don't trust him at all. And I'm sorry. Dennis Allen does not inspire confidence in me right away. When I have Winston... And I take Sean Payton away from that uh, equation. How am I supposed to feel better about what they're going to be this year? No, they will be worse. Adam, up next in Denver. Next, you're on ESPN Radio.
3: Hey, how you guys doing, man? Uh, Huge huge fan of the show. Hey, uh, just got a quick uh, tell me why. Uh, Broncos were top five defense last year. Probably had the worst quarterback duel. In all of NFL. Now we got Russell Wilson, playoff team, top five defense. You think, tell me why? <laughs> tell me
0: why. I would tell you that the Broncos, for an obvious reason, are going to be better, and that's Russell Wilson. But I, I think the the other thing, not to be lost in this, and this will sound a little bit strange, but these receivers have been really good for a long time and now they will really get to show it. Jerry Judy is an explosive receiver. Cortland Sutton is a great receiver. And even losing Tim Patrick, you will now have somebody who understands how to get them to the football. They will have massive numbers this season. I absolutely believe that. It is Carlin in Fort Greeney on ESPN Radio, coming to you live from the Seaport District, Pier 17, brought to you by Chase. So... With what happened with Aaron Donald and the Rams yesterday, should the league step in, we will examine that. Jeff Saturday joins us in moments, and in just 10 minutes, you get your chance to write down locks. If you want to make money, I would suggest that you listen. If you don't, well, that's on you. If you're not interested in making money, I don't understand you, but... Listening would lead you to making money. So maybe, just maybe stay where you are. Carlin, in for Greeny on ESPN Radio. Greeny, the podcast. Would it have been a better story if I had actually hit the guy? Oh, for sure. It would have. This parabolic mic was huge. It would have clocked him. It would have done real damage to him. Mm. That would have, like... I, at least I would have been well known at that point. <laughs> <laughs> it's Carlin and Forgrini on ESPN Radio. All right, next, let's hit the you- with Scott on the Commanders. What do you got, Scott? Ah, uh, yeah. Uh- First off, I believe our offense will be fine as long as Carson Wentz stays true to history and and doesn't stay healthy. Boy, that's cute. Uh, Justin, you're next. You lost me at Carson Wentz. We're done right there. Let's go, Justin. You're on ESPN Radio.
1: Uh, Yeah, I was uh, asking about the Minnesota Vikings. I mean, we got all the offensive talent, Justin Jefferson, Adam Thielen. I think he's underrated. Uh, The big question is defense, uh, but we still have the Smith, the Neil Hunter,
3: Eric Hendricks,
0: Harrison Smith. Here's what frustrates me so much, and I'm sure it's the same for you. The Vikings should be able to do so much more damage in that division than they have over the years, you know? They, there's no reason, where the Bears being in the position that they have been, with the Lions being terrible for so long, that the Vikings haven't been able to take more advantage of that. They're just... They're a frustrating team. And then you've got Kirk Cousins, who when the lights are on, we just know. He's a classic guy that when you look down at the numbers, wait a minute, what's the problem here? And then you realize, oh, he plays terrible in
1: big games. He, he sure does. But I'm not putting all that on Kirk Cousins. Over the last two years, the Vikings ranked 27th in defense. And that was under Mike Zimmer. Yeah. I think just by virtue of, like, progression towards the mean, that unit will be better. So I think the onus will be a lot more on Cousins and then Justin Jefferson to excel in order for that team were to Were they 27 the last year or the last couple of years, you're saying? Last year, they were 24th. And the year before, they were
0: 29th. I, I'm shocked that they were 24th last year. I really am. Buddha in the Bronx. What's up, baby? You're next. Cat Daddy, I can't believe you're still making Jets predictions on wins totals. I'm still waiting on that dinner. But anyway, <laughs> listen. Tell me why. Tell me why. Tell me tell why. Me why. <laughs> Zach Wilson. Tell me why Zach Wilson isn't just as much of a bust as Makai Beckett. Well, I can't yet. I can't tell you that yet. And that's the problem. Um <sighs> We actually need to see him on the field for a lengthy period of time. I would want to be optimistic, but him getting hurt in the preseason is an absolute killer. I I want to believe what I hear about him being more mature and a leader, but until we see him go out there and play great, I can't tell you that. <laughs> Did we figure out who it is yet?
1: I. I Yes. In fact, I think we have begun, at least, to get to the bottom of this quandary you have presented us with. Right. So, this is Super Bowl thirty-five, right? You said that you yes. nearly took out a member of the Backstreet Boys.
0: Yes. I thought it was a member of the Backstreet Boys, and then maybe we thought it wasn't because they didn't play halftime, but it turns
1: out... That Backstreet Boys, they sang the national anthem while NSYNC performed halftime with Britney Spears and Aerosmith. They were right. both there. Right. They were both there.
0: Yeah. So, th- maybe this incident happened beforehand because I'm looking at pictures of the of nsync at that point it doesn't look like anybody had long stringy hair i swore it was a backstreet boy maybe
1: it just happened pregame. it would make sense because at halftime i went out for a smoke gotcha. i know that for sure okay so this was an honest mistake i think for and you because those two yes especially for a man of your uh, advanced age I, I understand you conflating the backstreet boys and nsync
0: wow wow <laughs> uh, that's a cute to get to our guest yeah i think it is we'll get to Jeff Saturday who's going to answer the question for us if Aaron Donald's suspension or if Aaron Donald should be suspended based off of what happened yesterday. AutoZone has the free services you need to help you get back on the road like their free AutoZone Fix Finder service. The AutoZone Fix Finder service not only identifies the check engine light code but it also helps identify the most likely cause of the check engine light being on. The information provided by the free AutoZone Fix Finder service is verified by data from a Over 5.5 million ASC certified technicians. With over 5,600 locations nationwide, AutoZone is here to help you save time and money with their free services. Getting the job done just got easier. Restrictions apply. Get in the zone. Auto zone. And I did catch that you were calling me old there. So thanks a lot. Mm. I really appreciate that very much. I I was going to
1: slide that past you?
0: We welcome in Jeff Saturday right now. Jeff, of course, ESPN NFL analyst. And uh, Jeff, just first of all, we know that the league is not going to do it based on the fact that they have a stance that they're not involved with things that happen in joint practices. But First of all, give me your overview of what you saw from the Aaron Donald situation yesterday, swinging his helmet in Cincinnati, and should a player be suspended for an act like that, especially off what we saw with Miles Garrett?
4: Yeah, it's, it's disappointing. Obviously, it's dangerous. You, you don't ever want to see a guy uh, swinging helmets and hitting people in the head and doing those kinds of things. Um And a guy who's the face of our league. In all honesty, I mean, a guy who, uh, you know, helped win the Super Bowl two consecutive weeks by making just incredible plays, um, and has been just the most dominant defensive player that we've seen. So you, you hate to see that. Um, and, but but as far as the suspension go, I do not believe he deserves to be suspended, and, and for the reason, my main reason is because of what you said. Like it's a it's a practice, and, and teams have always had to deal with um, the way that's happened. I'd lie, I'd be lying if I said that's the first time I've seen a kid swing a helmet in practice, and because it has happened, and I know that I'm not even talking about the Miles Gear situation. I'm talking about it in general. Um, You know, guys get in fights, helmets get pulled off, and, you know, guys in the heat of the moment do, do dumb things, and that's what it is, right? It is dangerous, and you don't ever want to see it. But as far as the suspension, you have, like, yeah, I saw the part of the video. I have no idea how it got to that point. I got no idea, you know. If he, if, you know, what's happening? So to, to say that the league comes in and suspends somebody, uh, this needs to be handled internally through the teams. And so uh, I know when I play with Tony Dungy, if you fought during practice, he treated it as a game. You'd be ejected from the practice, and you'd fined whatever was appropriate that the NFL would find you. Uh, but obviously, it would come through the team. So I think at the time it was a fifteen thousand dollar fine or something like that. So he used to tell us all the time, "You better make sure it's worth it, you know, because when you go home and tell tell your wife or significant other, hey, you know, I got fined, and I guess it's probably double that now, you know, thirty grand to throw that, you, you know, it better it better have mattered." And so, um, you know, but but again, it's, it's it's disappointing that that's what we talk about. I mean, in all honesty, like it's frustrating because there's so much good good going on uh but but you know it's 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 it, you have to discuss it you got to address it because we did see it um, but but again, I, I don't I don't think he should be suspended. Uh, I think I think whatever the Rams decide to do, that's an appropriate punishment. They'll they'll do it and then and then move forward.
0: Jeff, Saturday, ESPN NFL analyst joining us, Chris Carlin in for Greeny on ESPN Radio and on ESPN Plus, presented by Progressive Insurance. All right, <clears throat> Jeff, uh, let's talk about getting into the last preseason game. It's structured different than when you played because most of the time we were not seeing star. Play that last preseason game. What are you looking for at this juncture, with most of training camp in the rearview mirror, and you're winding down toward the season? From a player standpoint, and what the coaches are looking for right now?
4: Yeah, efficiency and energy, right? Like that—that's really the thing you're looking for. You're looking to see uh, efficiency from your older guys, right? They're going to bring them in that you want them to be sharp, right? Be, Be on the point, be on the details. Uh, you know, offenses hit the field. You want to see them convert some first downs, move the ball down the field. If they can get points, uh, that's a bonus. If they can kick a field goal, that's great. You know, and then you move on, get them out, uh, keep them healthy. From young guys, you want to see energy. You, you know they're not going to make every decision correctly, but you want to see them jump off the film, popping off, hitting people, being in the right place at the right time, making that play, securing the ball, whatever their job is. Uh, that energy, though, that you can feel that's infectious to a locker room that's really what you're looking that's the value you add at this point you're listen you you're getting so much more out of practices right now than you are the game and so I know for us it's fun to get and see because its it's kind of like we can we can target in on some things and see if people are advancing like their teams are saying they are uh, but this is our this is our opportunity to really see um. Uh, from a fan perspective, but on the on the coach's side, man, it's, it's, the, it's the Monday through, right? It's a, everybody talks about Sundays, but it's the Monday through Saturday that that preparation that you really want to see, have guys got it? Are they a pros, pro, and, and how are they going to add value to the team? So I think th- those things are already being addressed, but it's that energy and efficiency on the game that you're looking for.
0: All right, Jeff, Trey Lance last night. The 49ers, it has been my contention that maybe they moved a little bit quickly on this, not based on last night, mind you, but based on the fact that Trey Lance really has not played a lot of football over the last few years. It doesn't mean he's going to not be good, but at the same time, it may just take a little bit longer for this guy. Have they jumped the gun a little bit in handing the reins to somebody that has not played a lot when you look at his college career included?
4: yeah i mean so so i i'll tell you my my stance on this has kind of changed so I was a guy who liked the movement to lance um because of the upside, but that was that was with the idea of you keeping jimmy g uh so if he doesn't play well um you know you have that you have a you have a, a fallback that has you know fortunately taken you to a super Bowl and a uh championship game in the last three years right so two or three years they you've it's been very productive so um, I will say this, though. What has changed for me is, and I can foresee this, fans and even in your own locker room, um, you know, that th- those players might not have the same conviction after week six if, if it doesn't get better quickly um, as Shanahan and Lynch, right? That they, they have an idea and a plan. And, and I think that's that's there's, there's two pieces and parts of that, right? You have an organization that wants to move forward and build their team around and they've, they've already crowned it, right? We, we've Our team is now a Trey Lance team, and then you have guys in the locker room who know the NFL is not for long, and I'm trying to make the most that I can and be as successful as as I can quickly – Those guys, you don't want that to happen in your locker room. I think they're going to be forced to cut Jimmy G, and not because of money, but because of that portion of it. And then it's all in with Trey Lance, and then then you just gotta kind of you're going to have the ebbs and flows. It's going to be a bit of a roller coaster. Um, But I'm with you. You know, 400 or less than 400 passes in college and pro give you hesitation. Um, I keep hearing from other GMs and coaches that I've talked to around the league. They all talk about how um, you know his his football acumen is insane, and you know that the, 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 he's going to have this meteoric rise. and I hope so. I mean, you always hope that. But uh, there's a lot. There are a lot of really good defenses and coordinators out there that can give young quarterbacks problems. Uh, and one that hasn't played much football, I think those problems are even more. Um, so this is going to be a development issue for Shanahan and Lynch, and, and but they're going to have to, if this is truly his team, they're going to have to get rid of Jimmy G because uh, people will be calling for that. Um, you know, you, you and listen, Shanahan lived through this with RG3 and, Kirk Cousins, right, and and um, you know Cousins is still playing, and I don't know how much money he's made and whatever, and <laughs> um, but but he's he's lived it. He's lived in locker rooms where things get ugly. I don't think he wants that situation to happen again with all that he gave up in the draft.
0: Jeff, awesome stuff. We appreciate the insight as always. Y'all be good. Great, great talking to you, Jeff. Saturday, ESPN NFL analyst. We told you earlier if you are interested in making money, you should probably listen right now so let us get to the Greeny kiss of death hashtag kod the kiss of death it is brought to you by fanduel sportsbook make every moment more i am going to give you your five best football over under bets college and pro for this season right now are you ready to make some money? You know, the the social science literature is clear. Yes. People like free money. I've heard that. Mm. That's what I am under the understanding of. (laughs) So let's get (laughs) right to it. (laughs) Number five. Number five LSU in college football. Can you believe the LSU over-under is only six and a got to jump the over on LSU for six and a half wins this season. They are favored in nine of twelve games. uh, As Hembo points out, recruit Recruiting. They have been sixth in recruiting over the last four-year cycle, despite what's gone on. So there's always a ton of talent there. How about the schedule? They get Florida State to start the year, but that's at the Superdome, and the Mercedes-Benz Dome, whatever it is. Then they've got Southern, Mississippi State, New Mexico to follow, all at home, and then They only have one tough stretch later in the year. If they could get one game between Ole Miss, Alabama, and at Arkansas, one of those three, they are a lock for seven wins. Lock. Let's get to number Number four. four. Number four, the Jets. The Jets over five and a half. And I told you before, you might have to sweat this one a bit because the front half of the schedule is exceptionally tough. But the Jets... Defensively, are going to be a whole lot better. They were dead last last year, and you get a plus 130. You're going to sweat this one out, but the Jets are going to win six games. Number three. Year. Number three, the Dallas Cowboys. Do yourself a favor. Go under 10 and a half. All right? We have detailed earlier about how Jerry Jones is basically putting the onus on both Dak Prescott and Ezekiel Elliott. He has made that team worse this year. There's no getting around that. He has made them worse. So, with no Lael Collins, no Amari Cooper, you have to find a way to go under. And here's a great num- uh, nugget from Hembo. They scored 119 points off turnovers last year. A lot of times, that's an aberration of a number. Be careful. Dallas, under 10 and a half. Number two. Oh, uh, the Wisconsin Badgers are, generally speaking, as certain as death and taxes. They have a number of nine this year. Wisconsin's going to win 10 games. They always have an outstanding defense preseason this year, number eight in the country, and their schedule. Yeah, they open up against Ohio State uh, on the road. they not open up, but very early in the year, I should say. But after that, they have two really tough games at Michigan State, at Iowa, if they split them. That's 10 wins, my friends. They're going to win every other game. Mm. Yes, Wisconsin over 9. And number 1, the Indianapolis Colts over 9.5. Their average record under Frank Reich is 10-7. and They're better offensively. Carson Wentz is gone, thank God. And defensively, they have been pretty darn good. They ranked number 10 in defense last year. So with that in mind... You look at the Colts' schedule. They get to play in the AFC South. Mmm, that's tasty. That's nice. I am all over the Indianapolis Colts to go over nine and a half this year. My friends, you know who's going to be in the zone this weekend? Christopher Canty, who gets married in Chicago later today. Get in the zone is brought to you by AutoZone. Get in the zone. AutoZone. All the best to our great friend, Mr. Canty, and his lovely fiance, Mel.
3: Thanks for listening to Greeny, the podcast. You can listen live each weekday morning at 10 Eastern on ESPN
0: radio and see it with the video on ESPN plus. Also catch Greeny on Get Up weekday
4: mornings at eight on ESPN and also available wherever you get your podcast.